Welcome back to the South Coast Varsity Podcast. Thanks for listening. We have a new guest this week, Buddy Thomas. How you doing, Buddy? I'm good. How about you? Not bad. Now, is this uh, you? You've been doing this for fifty plus years. Is this your first career podcast? Yes. Yeah. All right. Breaking new ground here. What do I get? So, social Trophy? media maven. You get uh, it, it's like the Girl Scouts. You get a little badge, a little podcast badge. Sure, I'll go with my others. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So today we're going to sit down and we're going to preview the 2018 uh, South Coast baseball season. We cover uh, the 10 teams basically from Westport to Wareham, uh, heading up to Aponquit and Old Colony. And uh, Buddy's uh, preview came out this last weekend. We're going to sit down and talk about what we expect to see from each of the different teams. So this is uh, how many baseball seasons for you now? Ten. Uh, seasons? Seasons, oh, yeah. Jeepers. I don't know. Since I started, uh, first baseball season was in 1967. Wow. So 52nd season, I guess. Then. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy wow. that. Uh, yeah. that. That's rough. It's within three or four years there. I did the math. So, all right. So, what, what do you? Uh, what, what's got you excited for this season? Then, season fifty-two. Well, actually, the weather has to be the most excited. <laughs> I'm looking forward to May. <laughs> yes, but um, well, those April I, games are never fun. April games are not fun at all, as we're finding out now. Uh, you know, when Mother Nature is a commissioner, you know, you never know when she's going to let you play. Um, but uh, I always look forward to the baseball season because it's. Well, you may not see, you know, uh, uh, state tournament-type uh, teams. You get a very competitive balance in baseball. Um, and in addition to that, we also do have teams that, uh, that seem to uh, be very competitive and qualify for the state. And uh, we've had – I've seen several state championship games. Uh, in, we in had one head. just last year, obviously, with Vogue Tech. And I think I've been covering baseball here. This this is going into my fifth season. I think we've always at least had a team get to a section finals. Yeah, it, it's uh, like I said, it's very very competitive throughout the throughout the year, and uh, they're well groomed and ready to play come tournament time. I do at college, and when I have my big master list that I go off of, and I think baseball is second to football for most number of local athletes competing at the college level. I believe that. Uh, all right, so we're looking uh, here at the 2018 season. We'll go through this uh, alphabetically by team here. So start off with Aponiquip. What are you expecting to see out of Lakers? Well, I expect Aponiquip to, uh, at least on paper, I, I, I project them to be the number one team in the area. Um, they, uh, they have uh, seven players, I, I believe, uh, returning with varsity experience. And uh, uh, Coach Jim Cabuccio did a, a smart uh, thing, in, in my opinion, and he went with all – pretty much all underclassmen last year. And a lot of the underclassmen were uh, freshmen and sophomores. And uh, they finished 12-9. and nine. And um, it, it, it even surprised him a little bit. But you could tell by looking at them that they were, they were good athletes and good players, and the majority of them are back. So I think they'll do extremely well in a very, very tough South Coast Conference. Yes, you noted that in your preview that uh, the back-to-back Division II state champions have come out of that conference. Yeah, well, uh, Dynamy Hobart is a, a perennial favorite. Um, you talk to uh, Coach Bill Cuthbertson, and he'll tell you he does it with smoke and mirrors all the <laughs> time, but uh, he has plenty of the smoke on those mirrors You know that, that since I've been here. He's won something like, when it was the original South Coast Conference, uh, before it went divided in, into uh, two. Two divisions, yeah. Um, they had won like uh, nine in a row at one time. Uh, Unbelievable. But it, but it wasn't, 
it wasn't that the other teams were that much inferior. You know, they just won by one one game, two games, or they whatever. They just had that edge. Every yeah, year. They, they, they always have one or two good, real good players, and those one or two players are usually pitchers, and that's what you need in this uh, on this level. Speaking of pitchers, uh, the Lakers graduated Dylan Sheedy, but they got several other members of their staff. Several. Back, right? so several. They should be uh, all right. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, so moving on, uh, Bishop Stang. Um, kind of a tough season last year, but I've heard uh, this is definitely one of the up-and-coming teams in the area. Well, they're young. They're still young, and they uh, they had a lot of tough luck last year and lost a lot of close games. I think there was like seven instances where, you know, they lost by one run or in extra innings, mm-hmm. uh, that type thing. They were a lot like Wayham in that respect. Um, but uh, they've got two of their top players back, um, Jack Sefrino, who uh, is really one of the – better all-around players in the area. I'll be shocked if he isn't on the super team. I'm, I don't want to put any pressure on him, but he's good. And uh, they did lose their opener 9 uh, to nothing um, to Middleborough, which is not embarrassing. You know, uh, Middleborough is a perennial giant. Mm-hmm. I believe it was also like a 4 nothing game. It's still in the fifth inning. So yeah. And, you kind of got away from him late. And I don't think, you know, uh, staying had been outside maybe once, twice. I think exactly once, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so, and um I believe, got two hits. Yep, and then uh, Zach Gene- Genovizos. Genovizos, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's the other good pitcher. The, they're, they're, they're the one-two guys on that team. So it means to see how the Spartans do in Season 2 under Brian Rose. You really In Season 2, you can probably put a little more of your imprint on a team. You know, the year, the year before, although they were young, so they probably didn't have a ton of varsity experience, you're, you're still kind of getting used to the job and all that it entails in the second season. Yeah, he's a little more optimistic. He's yeah. had a lot of these guys at his camp and, you know, uh, in his particular program. And, uh, but, you know, he admits he's still young. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah. got a couple of freshmen that he's re- going to rely on as the season goes on. And, a couple of lefties, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't know how they'll fare, but, the, uh, you know, they're going to be good good athletes down the line yeah all right so uh heading down the road there to uh dartmouth high mike freight's indians they're uh, just missed out on the tournament last year i believe yeah they were nine and eleven nine eleven i think yeah. yeah it was coming right down to the end for them last year yeah they they've got uh, they've got some pitching back you know uh the big boy uh, jake cruz is a real hard throwing right hander yeah he was one of the better pitchers i remember seeing last year yeah he could throw hard um and uh, they, they've got uh, Brett Abreu is not a bad pitcher. Um, uh, so I don't think he's too worried about his uh, his pitching. Um, and they have one of the better hitters uh, in the area, in Hunter Pimentel. Pimentel, yeah, shortstop. He's, yeah. he's big, strong boy and uh, very good shortstop. Uh, but after that, I, I think everything's a question mark because again. The meat of the roster is on the classmen, sophomores and uh, juniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he doesn't know what to expect. And over the last couple of years, they haven't really hit. Uh, they certainly haven't hit in the clutch. You mm-hmm. know, and they, they've lost a lot of close games. Yeah, so he's the offense little... struggled last season, and then they lost McCabe. So. Yeah, McCabe yeah. was their one legitimate hitter, him and Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so right now they're just hoping some of these young guys will come through for them. And they're in that tough old colony league, so – you know, you're looking at a probable third place finish, which in that league is last. Yes, yeah, tough yeah. competition yeah. in Old Colony League baseball. No, no easy games there. 
All right. So this next one, it'll be a little bit short here. Fairhaven Blue Devils. Uh, Rudy uh, Bulger, the, he's in his 10th season now as a coach. He just had a baby. So congratulations to Rudy. Well, he didn't uh, have it, but that was well, pretty good. He yes, assisted, he fought. Uh, I guess. <laughs> He has a child now in the world, and yeah. I'm sure he's very excited about that. But I uh, left him a little bit busy to uh, respond to our preview. Well, he does have. I, I know. I know. I, I guess I've, I did get a, a couple of names in. Uh, I know uh, Tegan Andre is a senior, you know, and he's a good pitcher. Um, I know he's back. And one name that it's, uh, was not mentioned, but he was a freshman last year, is Troy Lopes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a catcher and he's an infielder. I, I know he's back. Uh, so he'll contribute, but again, I know that they're, they're also uh, they're very young. Um, so I think this is going to be a re rebuilding year for him. Yeah. So uh, yeah, because they're kind of coming out what a couple years ago. They had that really strong team. Yeah. I remember uh, Justin Jacobson pitching in the yep. section final game that was uh, yeah, quite they're, epic. They're going to struggle. So they're still kind of building back up to that point. So it takes usually a couple years to yep. get through the cycle again. So. Uh, moving over to Vogue Tech, obviously the great story from last season, but that was a senior-laden team last year. Yeah, he, Rick Avalon knew what he was going to face uh, this year, and uh, and that that's why if you saw the the, the previews um, um, in the newspaper or online, uh, you saw the number of names he gave me, and uh, he's not sure of who's going to play, <laughs> play where. Yeah. Uh, he does have a especially not getting outside that much. I'm sure it's right. even tougher to make those decisions. At the time I talked to him, he hadn't been outside at all. And um, Ben Plourd, uh he's a he's a lefty. He pitched last year on occasion. He was a pretty good pitcher, and he'll probably be their ace. And Andrew Vinagre is um, their one returning regular bat in the mm-hmm. lineup. But again, other than that, everything is yeah. Uh, a lot of new faces, yeah. yeah. That said, you go around to a lot of the uh, college Division three baseball rosters in this area, and you'll see a lot of Oak Tech kids. Oh, yeah. From last I know. They're, they're, they all are now, they're, so. they're very good in baseball, and I, I know the names of some of these athletes. I've, I've seen them play in Pony League, and they're good athletes, but now they're playing on a high school level. You know? Yeah, see how quickly they adjust to that varsity yeah. difference. It'll be tight. It'll so. be a tough year, I think, but next by next year – They'll be solid again. And it's good to see uh, Coach Avila back on the bench. Uh, there was some word he might have to take off this season, but he's able to coach, so yeah, it's great to see. Yeah, him. he's feeling good. All right, so moving on to the New Bedford Whalers. Uh, John Seed, what, season 28 here? He's a little unsure what he had. I mean, that's kind of the theme is everyone's a little unsure what yeah, they he have never, with the he weather never so knows, far, He but. never knows what he's going to have. <laughs> I mean, it's um, unfortunately the program it, uh, is you know it's in a state of flux again. Well, he still has to get, you know, uh, eighth graders and, mm-hmm. you know, to fill roster spots on the freshman uh, level. And, um, but softball he does, program is playing eighth graders on varsity. Yeah. So. But he does have one a very good pitcher in uh, Xavier Dominguez. Um, he, was, uh, he was that top pitcher last year. He's a left hander. Uh, John said that uh, he looks to be a little faster. This year, and he's got a nice breaking ball, and above all, and most importantly, he throws strikes. So if things go right, you know, as, as John said with tongue and cheek, he said uh, the schedule is made up right now where if he doesn't get a rain out, uh, Dominguez will be eligible, 
eligible to pitch in three of the four big three games. That'd be big. So if they win that, they could qualify at three and seventeen. <laughs> so what's the old saying? Spawn and thing and pray for rain. Yeah, they're going to have yep. <laughs> pray for Dominguez and pray for no rain. I guess right. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, and he's got a couple. He's got the, a trio of guys who can. Uh, who are capable of uh, swinging the bat and you know uh, uh, hitting the ball, uh, but you know that that's um, uh, Manny uh, Cardona and Abdul reason. Vargas and Will Santiago. They'll all be at the top of the order somewhere. And that's kind of the middle of his infield too. And then a second baseman, shortstop, third baseman. So right, those guys will be counted on both sides of the ball. Yeah, you know if they stay healthy, you know who knows. They, the, the problem with New Bedford over the last couple of years has been. They look great for two two games or six innings, and uh, and then something happens. Just can't sustain. And they're only playing seven innings now in the big three. Oh, I didn't know year. that. Yeah, okay, this, all right. This Ooh, year is everything. Everything's done. Those nine innings, innings seem to drag on, and then some. Yeah. If you got extra innings on top of the nine innings, yeah, I know. I think I covered an eleven or twelve inning game against Dartmouth. Uh, probably remember even last season because Jake Cruz was pitching. Yeah, in that one against um, they're all um, Justin uh, Baker. Yeah. All right, so uh, Old Colony, uh, Craig Lincoln, another coach, still kind of feeling out what he's got here. No, he has no. He had no idea then. He has no idea now. Um, of the, he lost uh, all but one starter from uh, from a team that had a, a, a outstanding pitcher rotation for three seasons. Yeah, <laughs> Wyatt Major, Mason Ashburn, yes. and I'm probably forgetting somebody there. Yep, and they're they're all gone, and the only the only guy he's got back is a catcher. And, um, Drew Sullivan. Drew Sullivan, and he he did he would not offer one name because he's according to him he had nobody they hadn't been outside he hadn't seen them do anything at any positions so you know your good guess luck is as good as ours when it comes good to the luck, Cougars. Good this luck year. to them, but I think uh, that we're looking at a yeah, uh, struggling similar year. situation of Oak Tech over there, Prime. Right. All right. So Old Rochester. Uh, they uh, they always seem they never have to seem like they have to rebuild too much. They always no, seem like they have no, another no, couple no. ball players coming up. Baseball they were a lot like New Bedford uh, High School used to be. You never worried about their baseball season. They were always going to be competitive, and uh, they still are. Um, they, they have a nice one-two pitching punch in Mike Kenefect and David Aruda. Um, they're actually one and one A. You know they're that close, mm-hmm. and they're they're very reliable and. Um, and they have uh, a very good shortstop. He may be, he may, he's being contention for our Player of the Year. Yep. I would think he's he's, he's very good. That's uh, Jake Asif, and uh, kind of an unsung hero for the basketball team. This last yeah, he year. came out of nowhere. You know, he he just he's one of these guys that just does his job. He's not a vocal guy. He just plays hard. And but baseball, he's very noticeable. You know, he's a very good fielder, good base runner. And a very clutch hitter, so I, they're going to be okay. They're Unless he's battle. cut it since basketball season, he's also competing for best hair in this <laughs> baseball it. season. So. Well, they're going to—I would think they're going to compete for the top, one of the top three or four spots in the, the SEC. Yeah, looking like they'll be up there as as usual. Yep. All right. So then, uh, finishing out our SEC teams uh, that we cover, the Wareham Vikings. This is uh, struggled with three and seventeen record last year, but you mentioned earlier they were a team oh, that lost a this, lot of close games and seemed like they were right on the cusp of yeah. getting to that next level. This is the uh, surprise team, as far as I'm concerned. And I, I if I, I jotted down a um, an unofficial uh, top ten ranking oh, yeah. in the area, I Buddy's have them, power rankings. I have them third. Wow. 
That's probably their highest ranking in many years. Oh, yeah. Well, they used to be good at one time in baseball, very good. Now I think they're coming back. And again, uh, Chris Cave um, is—he went with a lot of young guys, basically out of necessity because Mm -hmm. that program is down and everything number-wise. But uh, this Eric Zine, um, oh, he throws the ball as hot as anyone, and he did last year as a freshman. And he's the guy that lost a lot of tough, tough games, you know, unearned runs, a lot of two-to-one. They didn't hit much, but he was a great pitcher and um, high school great, you know, for a freshman. And uh, they've got two other guys. they got Siler King, who will be the number two guy. He'll be one-two. And the third guy, and the key to the whole thing, is probably a guy by the name of Matt Pearl, who is, uh, I think he's a junior now, He's a left-hander. Who, yeah, he didn't pitch last season. Man. No, he had uh, either elbow or shoulder problems, uh, and uh, Cave decided not to risk him on the mound. Uh, he just let him you know, let him hit and let him play in the outfield, I believe. But he's been throwing since January. So uh, if those three guys remain healthy, <laughs> not too many p- uh, yeah, pitching staff run out of one, two, three deep. like that. Yeah. So they won't have to hit a whole lot, you know, if these guys are on. So I'm thinking – and they're going to be in that small division of the SEC, the gold division, mm-hmm. um, where they compete with Bourne and uh, Fave and, and Seekonk, I believe. Yeah, this will them. be the first year again where the South Coast Conference is divided into two divisions like it was for, they're gonna play for almost every sport that has uh, all ten schools, and then they play for the championship at the You're end. Right, yeah. But whenever that day is set, yeah, we'll see when it ends up being. Yeah. Well, they yeah. got the extra week from the MIA, so they right. got a little bit of room to work with. Going back to your list there, I'm guessing, is it uh, Pontiquit, Old Rochester, the two teams? Ahead of Wareham? Or am, I, am I giving away your column no, this I, week? No, no, no. I have a Pontiquit Old Rochester and Wareham, the That's top three. Yeah, so Wareham's definitely the surprise up there. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All right. So, rounding it out here, Westport Wildcats. How are, uh, how's Jay Pacheco's squad looking this year? Well, Jay, uh, Jay does a nice job with what he has, too. He doesn't have a lot of numbers, again. Uh, but he's got, uh, he's got pretty good pitching. Uh, three guys are going to throw the ball. He's got Avila. Um, Kyle. Yeah, and he's got uh, uh, the LeCompte brothers. Uh, Griffin uh, and Connor. Yeah, yep. yeah they're, and they're, Nick they're Collins, pretty good. And Nick well. Collins. Nick Collins will be number two, probably. Um, Obviously coming off a great basketball season. Yeah. And again, you know, it's it's like in high school, you know, your best players are usually like a shortstop or the pitches, and they can hit, too, mm-hmm. as yeah. a rule. So Yeah, usually if you're playing up the middle, you can probably yeah. pitch. And that <laughs> – that's the case with him. Again, he, he's a lot like O'Colony. He doesn't know too much about who's going to fill in the other positions, but mm-hmm. he doesn't know. He doesn't even know if he's barely going to have enough guys to field the team probably. Oh, he's going to have like 12, 13. Well, lots of playing time to go around then. Yeah. So, But, you know, competing, they've always been competitive in the, in the Mayflower League, and uh, he thinks they're going to be competitive again based solely on the pitching. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, buddy, and kind of going through all the teams here. Looks like we got uh, some promising teams and some teams where we'll get to look at some young guys who hopefully in a year or two are really putting together competitive squads. Yeah, it'll be a fun year, I think. It's always good to be out there watching some baseball. It's a little different pace than the other sports. Yes. It's it's kind of just a different feel to it. So, all right. Well, thanks, as always, for listening to the South Coast Varsity Podcast. You can listen to this on iTunes, on Google Play, Stitcher, or Omni. You can uh, read Buddy's 2018 Standard Times Baseball Preview on SouthCoastToday.com, and it was in Sunday's Standard Times. Thanks for being here, buddy. You're welcome.